Hey everyone, welcome to Mountain Made with Jess. This is your host, Jess Kissling, and thank you guys so much for joining us today. You guys, today I have a special conversation with Jamie. She has been on the podcast before. She just went up to Yosemite and did the Half Dome hike. If you haven't heard about this hike or looked into it, Google it, look it up. It looks incredible. And of course, I was all excited to hear about it. And so we talk about that. We also discuss the importance of making, you know, core memories and doing things that are challenging but exciting and doing them often and how doing challenging things can inspire other people and how them doing things inspires other people and the ripple effect of that. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I love talking to her. I love talking nature, hiking, this kind of stuff. So it's always fun conversation to have. But I just, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And let's jump into the episode. We kind of talked about this a little bit on the last podcast we did with you. But tell the listeners why you decided you wanted to do Half Dome. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting story. Um, like running, hiking is kind of like a love-hate relationship. So I love the outdoors. I love anything having to do with the outdoors, um, exploring new places. And I guess for lack of better words, checking a box mm-hmm. has been kind of something that I've been doing a lot of um, in this phase of my life. And so, you know, after my divorce, I spent some time like figuring out what my bucket list was and creating that list. And I know we talked about that a lot on the last podcast. So um, when I had recently, you know, gotten into this relationship that I'm in now with my boyfriend, we had talked about, you know, bucket list items, right? Yeah, Um, It's kind of what you do when you're sitting there talking and getting to know each other. And, you know, this was one that we both pretty much agreed that we wanted to do. Little did I know (laughs) that when the permit reservation system opened up in, I think it was February, Mm -hmm. you know, he had gently brought it up, but I didn't think he was going to apply for permits. (laughs) And even if he did, I wasn't sure we were going to get a permit because they only do, I think, 250 permits a day. And then they do have like some set aside permits. Um, I think for the park and maybe some of the little tour companies. Okay. But I, um, I didn't expect to get an email from him and it was forwarded email from the park. I don't know. It was just, just right before we started 75 hard in April saying that, um, you've been selected in the lottery for permits for half dome. And it just so happened that it was two days after my 40th birthday. So it kind of felt kismet because, um, you know, 40 is a big number (laughs) and I was very much looking forward to turning 40, um, and my next 10 years. And not only that, but even though I'm only a few hours away from Yosemite, I've never been there before. So this would have been my first experience in the park. And what better way to do it than one of the most epic hikes? Um, So for people that may not know what it is, can you, I guess, Google it for sure, people, but tell the people what Half Dome is. Okay. Well, I'll be 
perfectly honest. I didn't know what half dome was. All I knew was all the super cool Instagram videos I had seen (laughs) of the cables, which is the most infamous part of the entire hike where you get to the very end and you're at the sub dome and you have to pull yourself up these cables um, to the top. So I'm like, I'm going to do that. You know, there's a lot more that goes into half dome other than pulling yourself up the cables. Um, you know, I want to say, if I remember correctly, depending on which way you go, it's about a six and a half mile trek just to get to the dome. Yeah. And then of course back there's, um, some people that break it up and then there's some people that do it in a day and we chose to do it in a day. Um, it ended up being 17.5 miles from his pickup and, uh, Wow. We started at, I want to say we parked and we were at the trailhead with our, you know, our lights on our, (laughs) at like 425 is when we started our our clock. So what were you expecting going in versus what it actually was? You know, I, I was expecting I was expecting a lot of stairs because I was warned, like you better be doing the Stairmaster, which <laughs> my gym unfortunately didn't have. Um, Got to be doing a lot of of squats, and so so I was aware of that. Yeah, I don't think that I was aware of how much climbing there would be involved, and by climbing I mean elevation climb. Mm-hmm. So I knew the number. But in my head, I hadn't registered what that was going to feel like. Um, we did an amazing job. I also knew to expect, you know, a tough descent because you're pretty, you're pretty okay. wiped. And yeah. so the last part of your um, hike back down is, is tough. And it was, it was Brutal. extremely tough. Yeah. What was and and this is just me because I I know you're that way too because we've talked, but any like epiphanies or mental breakthroughs or thoughts or even just physical breakthroughs, things that happened while you were doing that hike or right, you know, when you finished it, like what were some things mentally that you overcame during that? Um, if well, you don't mind sharing. No, I don't. There were a few things. Um, and I didn't share it till pretty much the end. We were literally back down off the trail, half mile from the pickup. And I asked Travis, my boyfriend, I said, um, so at what point during the hike, did you want to throw in the towel? He goes every point. And I said, (laughs) Oh, thank God. Cause I thought, God, you're just being a real sissy here. You need to suck it up and just do it. Right. Um, so that was kind of interesting for me because I feel like mentally, um, when I prepare for something, mm-hmm. I'm all about it. Like I yeah. just, I hammer through it. I make it work. Um, and this one challenged me a lot more, not just physically, but mentally yeah. because I knew, um, I knew there were a lot of factors involved with actually making it to the top. Right. Right. And I was very hypersensitive to that. So most of it would be environment. If we got to the subdome and the clouds moved in and there was mm-hmm. rain or lightning, we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna make it to the top. Right. Yeah, that's so true. that was something that I was 
aware of. And so it pushed me right to get up there as quick as I could, because being familiar with the Sierras and the, the way that the weather patterns work during the summer, I knew that the likelihood of a thunderstorm would be, you know, like the two o'clock, three o'clock hour is when those clouds would roll in. So that really pushed me. Um, one of the epiphanies that I had was understanding that, you know, there's only a fraction of people in the world that will ever experience that view. And that I was a part of that. Um, so that was really kind of cool to understand that, you know, I may never do it again. I did tell my daughter that if she wanted to do it when she was older, um, I consider it now that I know, and I'm more prepared. Um, because we did run out of water on the way back down. We could talk about that in a bit. Um, but, and then one of the other most profound things happened. And that was, as we came down, you get to the top of Nevada Falls and you can go one of two ways back down the trail to the valley. You can go back down the mist trail, which leaves you soaked from head to toe, uh, can be pretty crowded, but you know it's a warm day. So you might want that reprieve. Um, that's the shortest route down, or you can go the John Muir trail, which is on the other side of the falls. Um, and it adds, I think about three miles extra to the hike itself, but it's a little bit more of a gentle, uh, switchback down to the Valley. Okay. So as we were walking the John Muir trail, because the mist trail ended up being closed, even though we were looking forward to the bath. Yeah. um, we encountered a gentleman walking up. Um, I wish I would have snapped a picture. I I looked at Travis and I said, as this man passed me, he was in his nineties. He was 93. Wow. And I know this because there was an article published two days after. Um, and he was slow and steady with both of his walking sticks, making his way up the trail. Mind you, I'm, we're about, two miles from the bottom. I'm dying. I'm done. My knees hurting. My feet are hurting. Um, at this point I'm drinking water from the river. That's unfiltered because we ran out of water. I just want to get down and have my cheeseburger and my beer and call it good. Yeah. Um, I was so inspired by this man. I literally shouted out to Travis. I said, can we turn around and follow him? I just want to follow him. I just want to sit on a rock and hear his stories because like what an inspiration. So two days later, there was an article and he actually summited Half Dome. Oh, awesome. And I just thought in that article. Yeah. I thought to myself, stop complaining, um, <laughs> enjoy the experience mm-hmm. and live your life to when you're 93, you're doing something just as epic Yeah. Um, to prove that you know, you can accomplish anything at any age, as long as you take care of yourself and keep moving. So I thought that was a thousand percent. That's incredible. I love that. There, there's so many times that I've been out doing stuff like that, that you see people that I'm like, man, I've got to just be quiet. Like I have it good. Like, yeah. And, and I'm in so much awe and respect of these people. Like it makes you smile so big. It, it was really, um, it was really incredible. And being up there, once you get up to the top, um, just all of the different types of people 
Oh, I'm the sure. Kids. There were kids up there climbing it. Um, just like that pride in the experiencing that, um, experiencing other people's joy yeah. when they make it down, experiencing other people's fear. There was a gentleman who climbed it who was deathly afraid of heights. He actually made it all the way to the top. Oh, wow. And having patience as you're on the cables and people are passing you or struggling to pass you. And um, yeah, it was, it was really, really a cool experience. That's awesome. That's, it reminds me of when we did Angel's Landing, there was a girl that was so deathly afraid of heights. And if you've seen, you know, pictures or done Angel's Landing, like it's intense. You're having to hold on to the cables and the ropes and, and at times there's not any, and she was so afraid, but sitting, talking to her while we were waiting for other people to come down. Cause there's parts that you have to, you know, sit to the side and wait for people to come down before you go back up. And I got to know her a little bit and it just was so cool to see her push past her fears. Cause I wasn't like not afraid, but it wasn't like a death. Like I wasn't deathly afraid of it. So to watch her conquer that and then have her, you know, kind of be right behind us going up and then seeing her hit the summit and be so excited and so proud of herself. Like, it's just, it's so cool to see people win and push past and do things that they want to do, but things that are hard for them. So cool. Yeah, yeah no. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. And I think that, you know, as parents, like pushing our kids to. Mm-hmm experience, have those experiences. Yes. Um, the good and the bad that comes with it, pushing through those fears and, and really finding that growth that comes with the accomplishment and the failure. Like oh, in some cases you absolutely. don't accomplish it, but, but you fail absolutely. and there's still like such an immense level of growth that happens yep. through that process as well. I wish I would have learned that sooner. I wish I would have. I mean, I guess I can't say any regrets or whatever, but that's one thing that I do. I do want to instill in my kids is failing is normal. Yeah. (laughs) Failing is necessary. Yeah. We've talked about it a lot on that height. Yeah. I bet we did because I I mean, it was about a 5,000 foot elevation gain. I think that we had climbed 2,500 feet maybe in a two hour span. Wow. And that was with a lot of stops and that yeah. was through the mist trail too. So we were like, we couldn't find ponchos. Oh, um, okay. So we had our headlamps on at about 5 AM mm. on the mist trail portion. Um, and you know, it starts out and it's like a fine mist and then you get maybe like another 75 yards up the trail and it's just smacking you on the side of the face. You're just oh, like head down trying to find the next step to get up. Um, it was, it was so intense. I, I think oh. I even shouted back like whose idea was this again? <laughs> um, but you, you get up there and you know, you look at each other and you laugh and you take a picture yeah. and you keep moving through, but, um, yeah, there were lots of times where I was thinking, well, I think I like this view. We could probably call it here. Yeah. I think I've seen a good amount of beauty today. Yeah. But um that was just that weakness inside of me. Yeah. That I had to push through. 
Yeah. Was there a point um, during the, it's like you kind of almost just go tunnel vision where you have to just like not, you just have to like go to that zone of like, just take steps, like one step and then take another. Yeah. Um, so after you get to the top of the Miss Falls and then you get to the top of um, Nevada Falls, you come to Little Yosemite Valley. And Little Yosemite Valley is like your one mile reprieve that you get. Um, And so that, that was kind of the point where I was like, oh, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Uh, But the next bit that you get to, it goes fairly straight up. That's when I really had to pull myself together and just be like, you know what? I have to, I have to just focus. Another thing that was really interesting to me is my heart rate. My heart rate was really, really high Okay, throughout most of the hike. Um, I'm talking like the one sixties. Oh, wow. Consistently. Um, so that made me a little bit nervous. So I take a lot of breaks, mm-hmm. but I would say the part where I had to fully just fully focus would have been the subdome. Okay. Uh, everybody says like, Oh, how hard was the cables? And it was like, the cables was the easiest part. Mm-hmm. Um, the subdome, which is the first level after you go through the permit, the ranger who checks permits and whatnot at the base. Okay. Um, you have to go up the subdome and it's really incredible. The amount of time and effort that went into creating this trail. And I'm talking from the Valley floor all the way to the top, mm-hmm. the way that the steps are all carved perfectly. Um, I shouldn't say perfectly. Some are this short and some are this tall. And, <laughs> you know, there's, but they're, it's really neat how they have it set up, but some of the steps are only about this wide okay. and there's people coming down while you're going up. There's nothing on either side that's yeah. going to catch you. And if you fall, it's not going to be good. Um, so the subdome, I'm not, I'm not afraid of heights or anything, but the subdome had me really nervous. I had to really dig down and and focus because by that time you're winded, you're at like, you know, mile almost seven and you've climbed 5,000 feet. Oh, wow. So you're, you're wiped. Um, so I would say definitely, definitely at that point, I had to fully yeah. focus. Just grit it out. <laughs> yeah. But the, the cables were actually for me, a really incredible and easier part. Cool. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. What do you think training wise or, or, cause I know you did 75 hard, but like what training wise, so you guys went to Moab and you did some hikes there, Yeah. but you, you stay in good shape anyways. I tried. But was training <laughs> for that. What was that like for you? Well, we do spend a lot of time, you know, up at the cabin. So we started hiking, especially during 75 hard in the spring, once we were able to get into the cabin, <laughs> right? Quite a bit of snow there. Um, we started doing some of the hikes there, but they okay. were pretty short. Um, I'll, I'll never forget the first time we were up. I, I told him, I said, Hey, let's go to summer's meadows. It's a hike that as kids, we used to do all the time. We used to run the trail. <laughs> um, you know, it's like a two mile out and back, but it's a pretty good little climb. We about died on that hike. 
It's so funny. We, we talk about it all the time. Um, and we've done it several times since Bella did it with me in this, this summer, cool. but, uh, I'll never forget getting to the top and be like, okay, let's check the elevation gain. Like we had to have gained some good elevation <laughs> and it was like 600 feet. <laughs> and I'm like, and we have to do 5,000. <laughs> how, how am I going to do this? So we did spend some time like working through what that would look like. Um, but as far as training in the gym, I did a ton of upper body. Okay. I feel like it was going to be my weakest point because of the cables. I wanted to make sure that no matter what I could pull myself up because you're not strapped on, although you can be, I didn't want to have a harness on. Yeah. Um, and it just, it's, it's like a 45 degree for, I feel like 400 yards or something like that. Uh, so I did a lot of that, but my ankle injury really created some, you know, roadblocks. Oh, absolutely. Right. So doing a lot of that load bearing type workouts, trying to build the glutes and build my quads and my calves that was definitely hindered after I injured my ankle at the end of May. Absolutely. Um, And there was a point where I was really super frustrated in the gym. And I definitely let Travis know, like, how am I going to build yeah. the, you know, the strength that I need to get through it. So, you know, for anybody looking to do the hike, yeah, find a stairmaster. that's going to be your number one. Um, and then really focus on the upper body too, because you're going to want to carry a pack. So yeah. that's even important. You're going to want to have a minimum of three liters of water um, and a life straw. Forgot those, which is (laughs) why we just ended up filling up in Nevada Falls with no filter, but fine and dandy. Yeah. Very clean water. Um, So I think that that would be, you know, something to really focus on is, is, um, you know, the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That type of elevation gain is crazy. Yeah. The only bonus is that, you know, at the, I feel like at the top we were, I think it's maybe 9,000 feet Mm -hmm. at the top of the dome. Okay. So you figure your elevation climb, even though you're climbing 5,000, you're at least climbing from a lower elevation. Yeah, that's true. So the altitude doesn't kick your butt as much as it would, if you were already starting at a higher altitude, let's say 7,000, um, I actually was invited to hike Mount Whitney after (gasps) this. Um, a friend had reached out, um, a colleague and friend, and he said, Hey, are you interested in doing Mount Whitney next year? And I said, well, funny, you should ask walking down subdome. (laughs) <laughs> Somebody asked me about like, what other hikes are you guys planning to do? And I said, well, I've had my eye on Mount Whitney. I just haven't done enough research. And I think that one, you end up at 14,000, but you start, you start about 8,500. So the elevation and that, you know, work you have to do here yeah. is, um, it's a lot different. So oh, that's that true. Sounds easier. That's definitely. true. I didn't think about that. Cause yeah, starting around here, you are at such higher elevations in yeah. you know, Utah areas that it gets you, it gets you fast. Yeah. So what <laughs> elevation still, are you guys at? 
Oh goodness. I'm going to have to look it up. Cause I don't want to, I've been, um, we were just in a, a different part of Utah down kind of by Cedar city at Brian head. And we were at 11,000 feet there. Okay. And it was so different, um, hiking. I went Saturday morning and I didn't have a whole lot of gain, but looking at the elevation change. So we're at, geez, we're at 5,000, but like okay. the hikes and stuff that like we get up, you know, we did, um, Timpanogos, which was super cool, but it, I feel like I need to look that one up too. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty much curious. Um, but being at like that elevation, it's just crazy how much that hike, even though there wasn't a whole lot of gain, like challenges you crazy, crazy good, which I mean, is fantastic. So Timpanogos is 11,700 feet. Um, and that's incredible. I do want to do, I said King's peak this year. And so I need to get on planning that because I just, it's crazy how stuff like that, like you said, is a mental challenge. It's just as much mental as physical. And that's one thing I love about it is the beauty of the views is fantastic. Right. It's unmatched. The connection you have with people doing it is awesome because you're doing something challenging together, which I think is so cool that you did that with your boyfriend because it pushes you It pushes you closer. You'd have conversation. You see each other struggling. You can lift each other up. It just brings a whole different connection. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was really awesome. Like we, um, we're a really good team. I love it. It's, it's really great the way that we push each other. Um, the amount of laughs and the amount of, you know, encouragement that we gave it, we, we gave each other during that, you know, 17 and a half miles was, it was really awesome. Um, yeah, when we were coming down sub dome, I should back up on our way up, we were like, just getting ready to start the mist trail on our, our hike up and, Mm -hmm this guy jams past us. And I was like, holy cow. Like, I'd like to say we're going to probably leapfrog you back and forth, but based on the way you look, that's not going to happen. And he was really built and he said lots of squats and I'm like, okay, we'll see you later. And he was <laughs> gone. We called him the goat or Hulk. Cause he was just gone. I don't even know where he went. It was bizarre. Well, when we got, um, up to the dome, he was there. Oh, cool. And so he ended up following us down sub dome and there was a point where he just out of the blue goes, man, you guys are a power couple. And Aww. I said, what? I said, well, thank you. And I said, why would you say that? And he goes, I'm just watching the way you guys walk and you guys walk in sync with each other. Oh. And, um, I, I took that as like a really sincere compliment because I mean, I've never noticed that, but I do feel like he and I are in sync with each other. Um, and when it comes to anything we've done, whether it was, you know, hurting myself on the trail in Moab, um, I know, I don't think I mentioned this, but after I rolled the ankle and the amount of pain I was in, I did sit up on the rock and I did pass out. Oh my gosh. Okay. Tell Um, everybody kind of what happened on the trail. Um, Well, I just, I rolled my ankle. I thought I broke it. I heard a really, really loud pop. Um, 
but thank goodness I didn't. And after, you know, five minutes or so on the ground composing myself and I managed to get myself up with the help of my boyfriend and I sat myself on a rock. Jess knows how much I love rocks. <laughs> I um, rocks. Yeah. She actually probably knows this part of the trail super well. Um, <laughs> it was where the granite stairs go up right before you hit the harder part of the climb. Yeah. And um, I took my pack off and I was like, oh, man, I feel like I'm going to pass out. And oh. he was next to me. And then, um, you know, he's not here to tell you, but the way that he explained it to me is he looked over at me and I was just staring off into space, sliding off the rock. And he managed to grab my arm. Oh my God. And I remembered feeling that because I remember telling him, oh, you're pinching me because he was <laughs> holding me so tight, trying to, you know, Thank I you. didn't want me to hit my head and fall right. any further. And so I just remembered somebody saying, she's out, she's out, she's out. And I couldn't um, see anything, oh but my I could kind of hear them. And then I felt somebody lift my head up and slide my bag underneath my head. And, um, and then I just, I remembered somebody saying elevator feet, elevator feet. And, and then I said, I can hear you guys. I just can't see you. Oh and, um, and then I came to, and there's all these people. <laughs> I literally told Travis, I said, in that moment, in all of the, all of the recording I do of you, when you're not paying attention to me and you're like, God, you and your recordings, you had the perfect opportunity <laughs> to get me back right here on the trail. Um, but he was like, white as a ghost, um, doing a wall sit against the rock with oh my, my legs over his knees, Aww. just like wide eyed, just scared out of his mind because right. he wasn't expecting that. And neither was I, I mean, right. Um, but apparently the pain was a little more than I, you know, expected. So, oh my God. so yeah, no, he's a, he's a pretty good trail partner. He pushed me that day because we still had the two workouts and I just said, Hey, you know, we're going to go to devil's garden and we're going to do that loop. So you could just go ahead of me and I'll hobble behind you. And no, like I kept his pace and he kept mine and he drugged me up all the rocks I needed to get drug up. And so cool, you know, so yeah, with the, um, half dome, I would say like the last half mile of the trail, I was really hurting. So my knee started hurting. And I think just because of the ankle and I was starting to get a, a few blisters, okay. um, I was starting to walk different. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, putting my weight, shifting my weight differently as I was landing, coming down the trail. So my right knee was bothering me. My ankle actually held up great. Oh, good. Um, good. Didn't have any issues there, but I do remember at one point just holding on to his arm and just saying, I don't even feel like I can go anymore. And he's like, you got this. Come on. We're almost there, you know? And that's so um, cool. So yeah, he's like, a he's a really awesome trail partner. I love sure. it. Yeah. I love it. Is there anything else you want to share with people about your half dome experience? Do it. That's what I want to share with people. Um, find that one thing you can do each year that, you know, would challenge the hell out of you physically and do it like prepare yourself physically or mentally, hopefully both. Yeah. And do your research um, and make it happen. And I was reading something recently and they said, 
um, might even have been something you posted and they were talking about, you know, experiences and you should have one experience core memory experience every single year, um, that you can look back on and say, I did that. So obviously this year it's probably going to be that because it was so memorable for me. Absolutely. Um, and it was a challenge, but another thing they said is then every three months, every quarter Mm -hmm. plan an experience in similar nature, but maybe not as epic, right? So maybe it's not, you know, hiking Machu Picchu. Maybe it's not doing Angel's Landing, but perhaps it's, you know, visiting a national park you haven't visited or skydiving or something and just keep doing that. And then the other thing was, is create an intentional habit. So cool. And try to add a new habit that is, you know, helpful mindset wise or growth. And so I thought that was pretty cool. And then they ended it with, you know, if you're 40, I mean, you know, you got 40, probably good 40 more years on this earth. Yeah. What would it look like if you had 40 incredible mm-hmm. annual core experiences that you pushed yourself to accomplish? Yeah. And what would it look like if every quarter you had yeah. this other amazing memory that's, you know, just, it was just a great way to kind of be able to intentionally make time to have these experiences and step out of the rat race and put down the phone, unless you're taking pictures of nature and rocks. Yes. Um, But how fast time goes by, like, and if you don't intentionally plan those things and like legit sign up, register whatever you have to do and then prepare yourself time goes by like crazy fast quarters incredibly fast like, think how fast this year's gone by like it it's insane to me how fast this year's going and and then also bringing along people with you like yeah how cool is it for to do stuff with your kids and and yeah. your, your man or your woman and then or, or friends family members like and then how many people and this, I don't think a lot of people think about, but like, how many people do you inspire by doing those things and by sharing like your message, like you are? Yeah. So that was something that was really cool about the 75 hard journey. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as I've done these other things too, yeah. um, I have a lot of, I didn't share that I was doing 75 hard, yeah. um, officially until I'd completed the program. That was a fail safe for me. Because I didn't think I'd finish. Really? Plain and simple. I didn't think I would accomplish it. There were so many stories and so many individuals I know who have tried to complete that program and have failed four or five and six times um, that I already had mentally set myself up for failure. And that's why I didn't share my journey, um, which is so ridiculous, right? However, it's real. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, You know, the things that you work on and you grow through. Uh, But the amount of messages, private messages I received after I posted that, that was super vulnerable. I mean, you know. Oh, absolutely. Post, um, you know, before and after picture of your physique in a bikini. Yeah. um, Day one to day 75. I mean, I, I literally had it. 
panic attack, truthfully, as I was trying to decide, do I hit that button? And yeah, it was I get like, that. Just post it, you know, <laughs> Send that shit. Um, but I did receive a lot of messages of people who were just like, yeah, you have inspired me to change. You have inspired me to move more. Yeah. You've inspired me to, you know, read more like, yeah. you know, and just for my children to be able to watch me go through oh, that process. Yeah. Um, that was like, without crying, really great for me to be able to give them that experience of seeing the intention that you have to do each day and the yeah. way you have to plan for it. And that goes with the hike too. Like oh, they got to sure. witness a lot of that. They didn't go with us to Yosemite. Yeah, um, It was just the two of us, but you know, it, it's really important to be able to continue to shine your light, whatever that might be. Um, because you just don't know who the heck you're going to affect. Never, you never know. And that's, what's so cool about pushing yourself is yeah, it affects you, but also like you have, it has a ripple effect, like crazy. Yeah. And then their ripple effect. And it just, it's really cool to see people doing incredible things and living life and exploring and taking on challenges that honestly, and this is something that I think is really cool is at least for me, sometimes my confidence level isn't what I would have, you know, liked it to be starting something like, you know, a hike or a challenge like 75 hard, but doing it anyway, and realizing that like, you're going to get stronger as you go, or yeah, it's going to be hard, but it's only a certain amount of time you can push through, you can grit through and then doing it and coming out the other side, being like, holy, I just did that. Like I can do this and this and this that I didn't think I could do before I did this and realizing that you're more capable than you think you are. Yeah. And one of the principles that I have right, that I've instilled in the past few years is whenever I think something is hard and I want to stop or give up or not even attempt it. I mean, yeah. I try to talk myself out of half dumb a million times. Ask Travis a million times. Like, he's <laughs> like, you need to stop. And that was just because I was scared I was going to fail, right? That's mm -hmm. my fail save. Like, we'll just set myself up for it just in case. Oh. But it's really to approach it as, what would I tell my kids? Oh, yeah. Like, if yeah. my daughter was um, attempting something that was physically demanding out of her comfort zone or my son, what would I, how would I coach them through that? That's yeah. how I need to be coaching myself through it. That's a great, that's, that's a great how I to need to be it. talking to myself. You know, I need to stand in front of that mirror and talk to myself as if I were talking to my child, trying to encourage them to push through whatever hardship they were having, you know, physically or mentally with that task. Yeah. Um, so that was a big you know, way, it was a way for me, um, to self-coach. Okay. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Cause we do what's crazy is we know how to let ourselves, um, quit. We know the right things to think. We know the right excuses. Yeah. We know the, we know the exact right thing. I think coming from a different perspective is important sometimes to realize that like, if it was somebody else, we wouldn't let them quit or we wouldn't, you know, encourage them to quit. So why yeah. would we do that to ourselves? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And not, not chasing those goals and not chasing those dreams and not hitting that mark and checking that box. Like, 
what are you showing them? Yeah. You know, if you're not willing to show up for yourself fully good, the bad, the hard, you know, what are you showing them? Yeah. You know, and, and there's so many times where, you know, I've been doing something and I've just, I just wanted to quit, but I'm just trying to remove that mentality fully from my psyche. Like there is no quit. Yeah. We will move forward or we will fail. It's just, yeah. You can pivot. That's the thing. Like, like I see myself planning on things and things don't go. So, so you pivot and you get there a different way or you change course a little bit. You learn something, you go a little bit different, but you don't, you don't quit. It's just pivoting sometimes. And that's where I think a lot of people feel like a failure. If things don't work out exactly the way they, they plan on just because it doesn't work out the way you envisioned. It doesn't mean you failed. Right. It just means you go about it a different way or you, you push yourself in a different way. It's just a cool way of living. This is one aspect of life as an adult. I never thought as, as a kid, you'd have to go through. I just pictured like adults have their, their shit figured out. They, they go to work. They, you know, they have a little bit of fun. They come home, they make dinner, they go to bed. Like they don't have like the mental aspect of it. Never even. It's like the biggest farce ever. You're like, what in the world? This is not what I thought it was going to be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a really great point. It is true. We're, we're definitely sold the story. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, like we see our yeah. families or our parents have their struggles, but man, we're not, we're not at the table all the time when, exactly. when it's really going down and they're, or they're in the thick of it. So yeah, yep. Definitely can relate to that for sure. It's wild. Okay. Well, um, Thank you for telling us about your half don't experience. Yeah. I have been so excited to hear about it. I'm so excited that you did it. What's next? Mount Whitney? <laughs> Possibly. Maybe, I mean, Mount Whitney is on the list. It's definitely on the list. Um, no, I think Angel's Landing is next. Yes. Yeah. Trav and I definitely want to do that one for awesome. sure. Um, yeah, I'm thinking maybe in the spring. Okay. Perfect. Depending on the weather. Yeah. Cause you, um, never <laughs> yeah, you never know, but I definitely think that from a hike perspective, angels, angels landing. Um, but what's next for the rest of this year? Adventure wise. Yeah. I think I want to jump out of a plane. Okay. That. That I think needs to happen before the end of the year. Awesome. I used to be like deathly afraid of um, small planes and planes that changed. (laughs) Now I'm like super stoked to jump out of one. So, um, so that's on the list. And I think, you know, my 40th year will make that happen. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining me and Jamie for this conversation today. It was so great to talk to her about her experience with Half Dome and just really good to chat about life and things that are, it's really important to make those core memories. Like she was talking about doing something every year and then doing, you know, something smaller every quarter. 
it's so important to be pushing ourselves and challenging ourselves in different areas of life that we can create memories and do things with family or friends or people we love and make our life full because like I mentioned in the podcast time goes by so fast that it's it's crazy how much time we lose before we know it. So planning those and making sure we make it a priority to get them done is so key in life. So whatever excites you, whatever you are dreaming of doing or or thinking of doing, just do it. Seize the moment. Take life and just enjoy it. I feel like this world is a giant jungle gym. And honestly, I have been so blessed to explore and do what I have, but it's just the beginning. There's so much more out there to see and I can't wait for those experiences. So hopefully y'all enjoyed that and got something out of it. I love Jamie. She's an incredible person and I'm so grateful to know her. Grateful to have her on. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you have a fantastic rest of your week, fantastic weekend. Get out there and explore and we'll catch you next week. Thanks guys. See ya.